0: It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm your host, Jason J.J. Jose. Alongside today, it's only one guy, and he's down in southwest Florida, the newly engaged Alex Ryder. What's up, Alex?
1: Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. I appreciate all the love that the Orlando City community gave me last week. That was very kind of you all. And yeah it's just good to be back it was good to see you jj in the flesh mm-hmm. and blood just a few yes. days ago up in atlanta wish it could have been under better better circumstances yes. as far as the result went but hey the seats were good and the food was good
0: yes it was seats and food was good and that was basically the only thing that was good there in atlanta well let's uh real quickly go over our sponsors Let's think uh Field Turf USA. They're the ones that were able to hook us up to Atlanta. Uh, they gave us a nice suite up there, and uh, we watched the Atlanta Orlando game in their suite. Field Turf, uh, if you look at all the Champions League uh, fields, they're one. They're the ones that uh, basically uh, put those fields on the John Croft uh, field and everything. So, Turf, thank you very much and thank you for being a sponsor. We also got Tuga Landscaping for all your landscaping needs. Get with Tuga Landscaping. Give me a call at 407 690 9992. Then we got uh, Accurate Mortgage. Get with our good buddy Leo at Accurate Mortgage. So, if you're looking for refinancing your house or looking for a mortgage broker get with leo he's got all the special rates for you and then we have eddie with liberty mutual uh if you're looking for any type of insurance from car to uh home to anything if you even want your dog to be insured get with eddie at liberty mutual all right let's go on right on to talking about atlanta first off we don't have eddie here We don't have swag and we don't have Cleon. All new personal issues. Uh, But they'll be back next week. Uh, So it's only me and Ryder this week on Orlando Lions Den. So let's go right to Atlanta. Let's talk about Atlanta. We're coming in. We're hyped up. We thought we were going to spank those uh, Atlanta United up in Atlanta. We get there and Barco decides that he. I mean, Marco should apply a circus to Soleil, if you ask me, all the flips and flops that he does. Uh, and the ref was horrible. I'll be honest with you, the ref was horrible. Well, make it quick and simple. It was a 3 uh beating that we got um, with Atlanta. Uh, Alex, tell me what you thought about that game, and, uh, and then I'll tell you what I thought about the game.
1: <laughs> I think the most disappointing part was... We looked at the starting 11 and we all thought we were all in the suite talking about this starting 11, and we were buzzing. We felt like we had got the starting 11 we'd been looking forward to for a while, especially with DK kind of coming back from his month long hiatus and with Mauricio healthy and Nani coming back from that knock he had a few weeks ago and Hanson and Carlos were both back. We, we looked good. We, the only oddities were um, Urso was out on yellow card suspension and we were missing El Pupo to international duty. So Joey Desart and um, Grinwise filled in there and you would think that with the with nine of our normal 11 against an Atlanta team that is let's be honest not been playing that well this year we would have done well and we didn't we let them get physical with us just looking there were three you're talking about the ref was bad the ref was bad and he still gave Atlanta three yellow cards over only one for us and it was ridiculous how much we let them just physically dominate us to the point where they forced a forced DK to score an own goal after Antonio Carlos's bad foul just outside the box. It was not a good outing for pretty much anybody on the pitch for us. I would say Perea maybe had a good outing. He had the best chance of the night. And it was still not a very good outing. I, I was very disappointed in how we defended. I was really disappointed in the fact that it took us 61 minutes to finally challenge Brad Guzan. And that was when he, the first shot on goal took place. It was That was actually kind of embarrassing. So
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a very uh, – I don't even know how to put the game. Uh, um, one-sided. It, it, was a bo- it was a one-sided, boring game. It was all Atlanta, to be honest with you. Uh, you got to give credit when credit's due. I mean, Atlanta came in. They seemed like they wanted to win the game and they wanted to take over, and they did. I, I don't know what happened with us. We looked like we were sleepwalking um, majority of the time. We were doing horrible passes. Um, we were passing it to them. We were We weren't in our rhythm. Now, with that said, I have one thing to say about D.K., Uh, You know, we had I know you're a big U.S. national team Fan, Alex Mm -hmm. Oh yeah Uh, DK was on a high at Barnes He made it to the U.S. national team There was talks of him Taking over, you know, Josh Sargent and, you know uh, All this Pepe and all that Before we even knew Pepe uh, DK was
1: there before Pepe was even Talked about
0: Yeah, correct so, now, in these last two games, he scored one in the last game uh, that we ended up uh, uh, tying, or, or did we win? We won. It was against um, Columbus. Columbus, uh, yeah.
1: we won three to two.
0: We won three to two. He's the the one that he dominated the guy. But my thing is, is this Daryl DK high that everybody's on, are we starting to see it go down to – you know, start coming down back to be in a in level area again, like leveling evenly again. Because to me, I mean, in the games that I've seen since the U.S. national team, I know he's been injured, but it it, it doesn't seem like. I don't know. It just seems they're a the, the the teams are already knowing how to guard him, or b he's losing that big, like how he used to be st- dominant and strong, which we saw in that one goal against Columbus that he dominated. I just, I'm not seeing the DK that we've seen at Barnsley. Is that making sense to what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: yeah. You're not seeing the player that was taking the world by storm and making everybody talk about how he was one of the biggest U S transfers of this coming um transfer window. And it turned out he didn't transfer. We, there was talk of him going to Turkey and he, him personally evidently turned it down. And th- that, I don't know. I don't think the transfer stuff so much had an effect on, on him. I think the fact that he has basically been playing soccer for 18 continuous months mm-hmm. with this the small with the very short break between when we exited the MLS cup playoffs and when he went to um, overseas and then came back and immediately, instead of coming to us immediately went to the U S men's national team camp for the Concacaf nations league semifinal and final where he wasn't even playing, but he was an alternate. He was in training there. And then he, comes to us, plays a little bit, goes back for the entire Gold Cup. And I think that Greg Berhalter broke him at the Gold Cup up a little bit. I think he was actually overutilized. There was, was, I don't know which game it was. It was either the quarterfinal or the semifinal, where he he clearly was looking gassed and looked like he had a knock. And Greg didn't take him out. And that actually hurt the U.S. to the point where we almost lost. And he has definitely been a shell of himself since I don't think he's lost his stuff. The aggression is still there. He's just not lasting more than 50 to 60 minutes. It looked very clear that he was fatigued towards the end of the Atlanta game and that it wasn't his night and that he needs, I don't know if he needs rest. I don't know if he needs a desperate offseason, or if he's just, kind of fallen out of form and needs to get back into form. He took that month off. Some people thought it was because of the transfer window, but, or that we might sell him. And I'm more, I was one of those people and seeing him play, I'm starting to think it was because we just needed him to get, get better and get back into form. They didn't even really list what his injury was, which for this team, not a
0: big surprise. Not a surprise whatsoever, especially, when they seem like too high. Um, let's talk about the defense a little bit <laughs> in that game. Um, you know, we, we thought we had the best defense, the back four, you know, Juan Montino, Antonio Carlos, Robin Janssen and the Ruan. And, you know, it, it, it fell apart. I mean, there was times, I don't know if it was you or Teclia that I'm talking to, that I saw, you know, Juan Montino going up but not coming back down, mm-hmm. you know, who uh, on the same thing uh, in that game against Atlanta, they're making the passes. I mean, especially in the second half, if I, I saw correctly, there was one that where Juan Montino actually took a shot at Guzan, And uh, instead of uh, going, he, he jogged back. He was jogging back, you know, right. which they were, they were expecting Exploiting our sides. I mean, our sides, both sides from Jones and Ruan's side, were getting, they were coming right down. And two everything. of those,
1: two of the goals came directly from, from the side. One was because Antonio Car- Carlos gave up, had to come in and fill that space just off of the box and ended up fouling to lead to that free kick that forced DK into that horrible position. And then there was the one that came off the corner that got headed in and it was because Hampson didn't pull up and fill the space along with Carlos and gave him enough space to put it in and head it in. It's it's the defense, it was I it, it was a all-around failure in the fact that we that we could have parked the bus and had a good defensive day and this could have ended the same result as the opener for the year, nil-nil. But we, our defense looked awful. Like Zhao, his passing was very off. Ruan was at least, his speed was at least filling some of the space, but he's never been one to take great shots or his crosses are hit or miss. So that wasn't a shock. But Zhao's performance, and I say, I, I would also say that Hanson's performance were not good just because. We're not being aggressive enough. the The bottom line for most of this match was a lack of aggression. We looked like we were. You, you said it earlier. We looked like we were sleepwalking through the whole thing, and it it really has me concerned going into this final stretch, especially with how many games do we have in the next week? It's I think it's we have? Games in the next eight days. Yeah, we got about three. Montreal on Wednesday. Philadelphia Mm -hmm. on Sunday? No, no, we've only got two. And then New England on the 25th,
0: which is... And then uh, we got Nashville, I think it is, or something, correct? Yeah,
1: then it's that three-game run that I've talked about in the past, the New England, Nashville, D.C., which...
0: going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. And Cleon's always said it, you know, the games that we need to win, we're not winning. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to hurt us In the playoffs And not talking about leaving the playoffs We're going to make the playoffs We're talking about the seeding of having home field advantage right. Or something <laughs> in the playoffs You know, Nashville now is above us Yeah, you know, 41 to, the to second- 38 They've gone to second place Where we now are in third place You know, so That that second place We want that second place If people don't understand how important Second place is Okay, We will not face New England until if we have to face him in the Eastern Conference final. Okay. How beautiful would it be if let somebody knock out New England and we have that second place and we Mm -hmm. have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That's beautiful. Okay. Now you get that third. Guess what? You're going to be facing New England if you go into the semifinals area. Okay. So, and that's a whole different realm and a whole different, you know, so we're most likely not going to get first. We're not going to stay in
1: that even bracket. We'd almost be more beneficial if we fell to fourth at this point.
0: Yes, correct. We don't want to be in the New England side of the bracket. Okay. We want to be on the other side. So the bottom line is we got to get second place. And if you're not going to get second place, you're right. (laughs) Try to get fourth, at least stay on the other side. The bracket, but I mean, we just want to hope that New England gets knocked out, we get that second place, and we could have home field throughout the playoffs. Um, talking about you know, we have Montreal coming up, Montreal, you know, is Montreal. Who knows what they do? Uh, that's a Wednesday night game, and we play
1: them. This is the first of three matches we play them in the next 11 matches. We play them. Home twice and then away for decision day. So, we're going to get a lot of looks at them and we need to get these
0: points. Like, these are important points right here that we need to get. Montreal is needs to be a three point no matter what. And, like you said, we face them three times, correct? In the next 11, uh, correct? So, that should be hopefully nine points for us. These are games that we need to win. These are games that will determine where we're seated in the playoffs. So, with Montreal coming in, hopefully we have Pulpo back in the in the net. Mm-hmm. Pedro Galese. Yeah. Um, I don't know what what's going on with Seba Mendes. Uh, I know he was uh, he didn't play for Ecuador, but he was there in the national team. I guess giving support. I I don't understand was that. He,
1: was he selected and wasn't selected? He was available for selection, but wasn't selected to the 18 is my guess.
0: I I don't know, because usually an injured player never gets selected and an injured player never would go to the national team. That's where I'm kind of lost. If if a player's injured, they usually, if he goes into camp or gets called and he's injured, they will send him back and get somebody else. I don't understand why how Seba Mendez ended up with Ecuador in Ecuador my thing is he's injured keep him here do his rehabilitation get him as quick as possible to get him on the field why are we sending him to Ecuador or why Ecuador's getting him if he's not playing he's not practicing what is he there just to be in the, a fan for Ecuador i don't know i don't know what 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 that was but if he is healthy and he's able to play that would be great to see him play wednesday night which i doubt now we talked about this lineup with Atlanta. You stated it. We all stated it. It was a we, – we thought this was going to be gold. It was going to be
1: easy. On paper, it looked great. Yeah. It didn't look great on the field at all.
0: So – Dysfunctional do we, go, even. Yeah. Do we go with the same lineup? <laughs> or do we go with something different? I mean, but on paper, that's the best lineup you have. Just put Gillespie in Gold. Instead of Adam, you know, and uh, get Urso. Urso Desart comes in for Urso now. I mean, that that's that's our best lineup. Think about it. That's our best lineup, and we get we- Shellac three nothing. So, is it because Adam was a goal? No, was mm-hmm. it because Joey Desart? I don't think Joey Desart did anything th- to to do anything. Joey the rest had of the players are top game. players. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And those players looked like they were tired. Nani, Nani did not have a good game. He did not impact the match in a way that created chances. And it, it, it's not to say that we don't want, need him to rely solely on him, but it's very clear that right now, whenever Nani is clicking, the team clicks. And whenever Nani is having an off night or, heaven forbid, showing his age, We're not looking good, and then when we have to go to when DK can only go sixty to seventy minutes, and we have to go to Tesha on the bench. Which congratulations to him on the birth of his child, but he he he's not he's not good off the bench anymore. Like he he was good for fifteen to twenty minutes last year, and starting in a pinch, but we desperately need. Pato. We need Pato to come back.
0: Yeah, we need Pato to come back. Chris Mueller is another one that uh, his head's I don't think his, his head's, heads already either. in Scotland. It's, it's in Scotland. It's not even here in Orlando anymore. Um, it, to me, it just bicycle yeah. kick.
1: Did you see that bicycle kick?
0: Yeah. And then he missed it. And Juan Montino. that's the one that I say Juan Montino took the shot. It was actually a decent shot at Brad Guzan. But why are you taking a bicycle kick when you're down? Are you trying to – I mean, there's no need to be impressed. Bring it on your chest. Bring it down and take the shot. I don't know why you're trying to do bicycle side sideways kicks or what in the game. You're you're down. You don't need to be pretty. You need to score goals. And trying to be pretty wasn't – that wasn't the time at it. While I'm bashing already on players, might as well continue my bashing. Um, (laughs) I I just personally – was very disappointed very very disappointed at the orlando City players personnel uh, at in Atlanta I'll be honest you know we take we take a trip to Atlanta not just us you had the ruckus there were,
1: group there, there were I was walking around Atlanta all day and I was but people were greeting me go city yeah. go city go city and but it was great to see, but you didn't see that from the players, like you're saying. Yeah.
0: You know, it, my thing is, is you know, we, we traveled up there. We had plenty of Orlando City fans up there. The ruckus was up there. And you can't even at the end of the game go and clap and say thank you for showing up. You know, yeah, we screwed up. We got our butts kicked three nothing, but thanks for coming. You know, you guys traveled all the way. No, you guys all decided to Go and take off into the locker room, you know. I know they saw us, you know. I know they saw us, uh, and I know the the group that was all the way up in the corner also. That was a good
1: group. portion of the ruckus was up in that two hundred section, yeah. In the opposite corner of us, and they were they. You could hear them for for a bit early on. You could hear them, and then things happened, and they got drowned out.
0: But my my main thing is is you know. We traveled, we've traveled to, to Miami, we've traveled everywhere, our groups from Ruckus to ILF to, to just non-people that are in these uh, supporter groups, That we all travel. Okay? I just feel we're in Atlanta. Come and thank us, you know? Just go. Just and I'll be honest, uh, I'm sorry, the only person that I saw uh, that I saw that gave a clap when walking off the field was Raul Aguilera. Okay. He was the only one to clap, like say thank you. He clapped to, towards us and then he clapped and turned around towards the other one. That was the only one. Everybody else ran and walked or whatever to that locker room and not even caring about the supporter, the support that they had there, you know, cheering them on and everything. That to me was a little bit disappointment. I know that you guys had just gotten their butts kicked three nothing, but just a little clap saying towards towards whoever of Orlando City and saying hey thank you I'm out of here. That was it.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard because yeah they just they just got their butts handed to them by their biggest rival and they know the and they're going to be disappointed, but it makes more sense to at least give a little acknowledgement to the fans that you know are there. And I, I understand the disappointment. I understand the need to want to go hide in the locker room and get on the plane and go home. But it it especially hurts when it's at, at Atlanta. Like if this happened in Miami, people would be going postal. People would be going postal and Atlanta's the next closest. And you got a lot of people coming out. like, you got people come like only a handful that'll come out to like apparently a Colorado in the past has been a very popular away day and they'll come and acknowledge them they know it and you you got to do it win or lose is the is the bottom line and acknowledge your supporters is is definitely something that needs to be needs to be done and i understand disappointment but i also understand the need to thank the people that are trying to push you over this line so it's hard it
0: sucks uh, i mean imagine going to miami the big group that was there i mean we took a whole section in miami and when if we would have lost they just walk off the field oh and nothing you know no matter what win or lose you got to thank your fans because those are the ones that are always behind your back and they're always going to have your back. You know, you got to thank them. Um, uh, and then to me, it was just a little disappointment in that. What do you have? You had something that you wanted to talk about, didn't you? Yeah.
1: I w- w- talking about Atlanta with, w- w- it just hurts, man. It, we finally beat them last year. We beat them in their own stadium and we got over that long, tedious hump of dealing with saying they, they, we haven't beat them. We haven't beat them. And we'd come so close many times in the past. And we almost beat them twice last year, aside from the fact that we gave up a final minute goal and they tied us and we ended up tying them to start the season this year, boring nil, nil draw. And then they come out and just completely embarrass us with what I would say is nine of our best 11. It's not good. And it, it, and it's symptomatic of the fact that, and you talked about what Cleon constantly talks about is we beat the teams. we, We lose to the teams we should beat. The Atlanta on paper is not a high caliber team. I mean, how many how many times was Cleon arguing with people in the stands that they're below the red line and we're up there and they need to acknowledge that, but we need to acknowledge that and beat them. We need to do this to teams like Chicago. The Chicago game – it's going to be ingrained in my brain for a long time. And this game goes right along with it. Like losing to NYCFC the way we did was one thing, but putting up a goose egg against Atlanta, I'm mean, we needed to get a goal and we didn't even get that. Right? I think we had four shots on goal. That was it. It's not good. and it's, I think
0: you might be giving them a little bit more of the benefit. It was, <laughs> I thought it was like three or two.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was either four or five, but I think that was even generous. But the bottom line is this. Are we still making up for the fact that we have only beaten them once and we still have to excise some demons from ourselves and that we need to still prove that we are better than them? Or are we just constantly getting dominated by them in a way that is just hurting us I, I i don't know how to phrase it of uh, it that, that are we i'm not saying we're cursed but i'm saying are we is it in our heads as a fan base and as a team
0: i i'm gonna go by saying that w- we might be cursed and and the reason why Cupgate curse man <laughs> and the reason why is you know i don't know if you saw halftime did you see halftime yeah did you see who was up there talking? Uh no, did, did you you
1: took off? Um you took off pretty quick. I didn't actually get to say goodbye to you, unfortunately. No, no, no,
0: no, I had halftime, had halftime.
1: No, on the screen, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um uh why am I forgetting his name right now? Jonathan Specter. Jonathan Specter, thank you. I actually yeah. ran Cleon and I ran into him in the concourse, actually took oh, a picture with him. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's one. Then you got Alex DeJoun. Soon. Swapping
1: jerseys with Tesho. Yeah, I would this is perfect. And then you've uh, got the Breck Shea stuff that happened in the past.
0: Correct. Then you have uh, uh, J- Justin Miram. Then oh you have I forgot about the Justin Miram. <laughs> and
1: then didn't uh Heath's kid
0: go, go <laughs> to them for a minute? Yeah. Harrison Heath. Then you had uh, don't forget Mickey Ambrose. Wow. He was there Oh yeah, yeah. Paul McDonough. Well oh, yeah uh, But I'm just saying, look at all everybody and everybody that seems that goes to Atlanta, bashes Orlando Miriam, You know, it's just my thing is Paul McDonough. I'll be honest. It's like they take like our heart and soul people because Spector was, you know, probably one of the best defenders we ever had here at Orlando. Yeah.
1: And, and they they took specter after he retired and i don't know if he's doing commentary or or he's something like player
0: relations types something like that. that but
1: i am not going to let anybody trash on him cuz he was very nice he he was talking to us and saying oh good to see you guys and being very polite but it's oh, i'm people. not i'm
0: not bashing on anybody i'm just to me it seems like just, every orlando they they it's like it's a magnet that goes to Atlanta. They pull well, and they players from us and everything. And I just feel like I don't know what it is. It's like, listen, get your own. You know, you got your Barcos and your Joseph Martinez and whatever. But I just feel like there there's a connection between Atlanta taking personnel from Orlando City, and I don't know. I just. Uh, it hurts. It, it hurts. It.
1: I, I don't know who. It, it, it probably hurts the fan base more than it hurts the players because you see the players, like the players that are good, that are are good with each other, will still be polite with each other. It's the guys that like, like Breck Shea, at what he's done when he's been with Atlanta and when he's gone on to Miami and how he's gone from being one of the favorites in twenty fifteen to yes. being. Someone that mm, the villain. <laughs> yeah. He, he becomes a villain. I mean, we all know about the marram situation. We're not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole, but
0: it,
1: it's not, it, it gets a little toxic when you have some of these people go there straight from Orlando, like Alex, I would have loved to have kept Alex. We Dijon, I, he was one of those great guys. I talked about it last year in the locker room, but we didn't have the slot form, and it wasn't going to work out. We ended up filling his slot with a cup with a homegrown player, and he filled in just fine with Atlanta. And he brought that there, and it, it it just stinks to see players like that go to Atlanta, and it stinks to see us constantly falling short. We don't have another; we're not going to have another chance at them. This year, unless we meet them in the playoffs, we don't get to beat them in 2021. And that sucks.
0: Well, hopefully we beat them in the playoffs. They make the playoffs and we beat them.
1: Oh, that would would make me feel a lot better about
0: the FC of last year. Yeah,
1: that was uh, that's really well said. It would be it would make me feel a lot better about the 2019 Open Cup semifinal because that one hurt. That one hurt yep. real bad. So,
0: uh, all right, let's go and uh, finish this off here. I know this is going to be a short one because let's we get some that.
1: optimism in in the rest of this going into Wednesday.
0: I, feel I agree. Like let's go. We're going to beat Montreal. I'll mm-hmm. go first. We'll beat Montreal three to nothing. I think uh, we're going to see some goals, and I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the loss. Uh, to uh, Atlanta, put dampers on everybody, and we're just going to come out smoking and just dominate in this game. What happened? Do you recall what happened after the NYCFC game? Did we win that game?
1: Uh, The game after NYCFC, the one we
0: lost in 5-0? Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. Oh, we did beat Atlanta this year.
0: We beat Atlanta at
1: home, didn't we? Yeah. Three to two. I thought we lost. We've lost or tied them. We beat them this year. I, I, my memory is very bad. That was the one right after New York we played them on July 25th, which was like a random Thursday or something. Mm -hmm. And then on July 30th, we beat Atlanta three to two. So So I I misspoke.
0: That mission, the the shellacking that we got up in, in the Bronx. Yes. Who did we play afterwards? We played Atlanta.
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, we played Atlanta and we, we played Atlanta at two. home
1: and beat them three to two with goals from Kyle Smith, Sylvester Vanderwater, and Luis Nani. With Nani's goal coming in the 87th minute to secure the three points. So and
0: that's where and that's where the Basan kiss started, by the way. Really? yes oh now that you so, mentioning that that was where the basan kiss started and and, and to,
1: to your credit you were saying the staff he at least saw you at the start of the game yes, he, he knew did. he knew where he was coming when the if you
0: if they, <laughs> he 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 even pointed and saw he knew but uh yes yeah, so but like and that's what i'm saying after the shellacking we just got against atlanta i think we're gonna come out strong we're good we're 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 pissed off. And I think we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to dominate Montreal. And if I was Montreal, I'd be, I'd be checking my pants right now because man, (laughs) Orlando's coming after you right now, especially after what happened in Atlanta.
1: And we know where some of the pain points are for us. So I agree with you. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a pure three, nothing shellacking. That will only happen if we can swap out three players in my mind if we, maybe four, if we swap out Benji for Sylvester to start off and then mm-hmm. bring Benji on later, we s- swap out Joey for <sighs> Urso, we swap out Jow for Kyle Smith, and we swap out um, Adam for El Pupo. Those four changes, same formation, we'll take Montreal 3 nothing. We can definitely do it. It's just people got to show up too. It's a Wednesday night game. I know it's Wednesday. It's it's seven thirty. It's a little early, but people got to show up. We got to back the boys and give them the energy because they listen. If
0: if Atlanta can fill up their stadium with three minutes prior, eh, they can't fill up the upper bowl anymore. But what I'm saying is, it looked like it was going to be dead, and next thing you know, it was. I mean, in the traffic in Atlanta and everything, and people it's made it terrible. to the game at seven o'clock. You know, come on. I think uh, people can show up to the 730 game here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. they they're in the people need to start showing up to these games. I, I'm getting to the point. It's uh, I hate seeing empty seats. We need to fill them up then uh, don't give me the excuse of covid don't give me the
1: excuse if if people i i i understand the excuse of covid if you still feel uncomfortable wear a mask yeah be careful don't sit near anybody get a seat in the uh, trade around i'm sure orlando city twitter would be more than willing to help people out so that they can still come and visit i know there's people out there that Still don't feel comfortable with the situation, and I understand that. But if you want to go, you figure out a way to go. Figure out a way, there's
0: plenty of ways of of going. And the club has been
1: accommodating. That's the thing. The club is very accommodating to help you out. And and and
0: I mean, there's plenty of empty seats that you can, there's plenty of room to sit around. I'm not going to say that it's going to be 26,000, 27,000. I don't think we've gone
1: above twenty
0: this year, yeah. So, so I don't think it's going to be that that. Uh, but show up, come out, support Orlando City. We need you the most right now, uh, and we need to uh, basically, you know, kick some butt here, man. Coming up, because then it's going to get tough after this, after Montreal.
1: Well, this is that's the part I was going to highlight, and then I want to hear your scoring predictions, um. We've got 11 games left in this season. We play Montreal three times. Montreal is currently in the last spot at seventh place, tied with D.C. United with 31 points. After that, we play Philadelphia, who's in in at fifth, New England, which, yeah, Nashville, we know Nashville, D.C., who's currently in, Cincinnati in Cincinnati on October 16th, which is the only club in our remaining lineup that is not currently in the MLS cup playoffs. Everybody else is currently in. Oh, I don't know about Columbus. Columbus? No, Columbus is not in. Columbus is 10th. So we have two out of our final 11 that are currently not in the playoffs. So these are matches Ooh, like it's,
0: that's gonna be tough.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a long gauntlet, and, and we've got a October international break that's going to be in there. I believe. Oh, we're off in the international break. That's yeah, we're awesome. Off. Thank God. Between DC and Cincinnati, we have a fourteen day break, which is going to be manna from heaven, going into matches the final five of the season but
0: in the last two if i'm not mistaken one's Mm -hmm. against nashville right yep at home and On and On,
1: on halloween in the afternoon which is very random
0: yeah and uh who's the uh who's the week before
1: uh we play columbus um we play columbus actually on a Wednesday game. We, <laughs> the final five games of the season are October 20th, October 24th against new England, October 27th versus in Columbus, October 31st home against Nashville. And then decision day a week, um, eight days later in Montreal.
0: Hmm. It's going to be a good one. A dandy one. And, uh, man, we need to start winning here and go into that international break two weeks off, give some rest to those guys, and then come up tough in the last four or five games of the season and run it out and then hopefully make those uh, playoffs memorable. So who's your prediction on the Montreal game this Wednesday?
1: Scoring. As far as scoring goes, I feel like Vanderwater – is going to get the start and he's going to be due because he's been hungry and he had a great performance against Columbus. I think Nani's going to pull one out. And then I think Chris Mueller off the bench. We're going to see all three wingers of those wingers have good outings and do something that gets us up over this Atlanta loss and gets us past Montreal. How about you?
0: I go DK gets a brace. So Ooh, everybody nice. starts talking about DK again. Um, and then we have Luis Nani scoring the third goal. Um, and we win it 3-0. I think it's just I, – I we got to get DK back into where he was. If not – I mean, if he if he blows this game again and doesn't do really anything, I think it's – I think he's starting to level out again. Becoming a regular, you know, we we're need just to get gonna him make back to the form to where he just, was.
1: Yeah, gotta get him back to that form. But it's because also my thing start-
0: is, is if in Barnsley, you know, he was scoring every week. Mm-hmm. Basically, what what may even in the US national team he was scoring? All of a sudden comes to Orlando City. I think he scored once or twice. He's had know? a couple. He's had a couple, but it's not been,
1: it's definitely not been his performance in 2020 both for us and for Barnes base so we we need him back to himself or else we're going to start eating the words of oh do we make a mistake not selling him selling
0: him when it was at the time which is going to
1: just be so
0: great for twitter but Uh, of course all righty well alex anything else you want to do a shout out or anything I think I'm going to
1: revise my score. I think it's going to be 3 1. I don't think we can get a full, uh, we can hold off at least one goal from Montreal because they're at least a decent team. So 3 1, We the, those scoring still holds. But um, shout outs. I've got two. I would like to make my first shout out to my fiance, Kayla. I love you. Thank you so much for a fun trip. And for. And I'm glad you enjoyed your first Orlando's city game just a few days after we got engaged and we're super excited about it. So there's that. Okay. And then, yeah, I know. Oh, oh, everybody's saying, oh, she's listening. Not right aw, now. I
0: was just, I was happy that she was just taking pictures. Left right. Oh yeah. She loves it. <laughs> she,
1: she loves it. Who knows? She might be running the Instagram account and the Twitter account next year. <laughs> she loves that stuff. Um, but then, The other shout-out will be to um, the two former Orlando City players that we saw, um, like I said, Alex Dijon swapping jerseys with Tesho. That was a nice moment to see at the end of the match. And then, like I said, running into our boy Jonathan Spector. He was very nice. He was very accommodating. I'm sure I'll post a picture at some point of me, me, Cleon, and John – he was very nice and very polite to us. So shout out to them. Hope they're doing well. And you know what? Third, two more shout outs because uh, everybody else isn't here. So I'm going to use their shout outs. Uh, shout out to Cleons, um, Boa and Belt. They were the real MVP of that entire match viewing they were. party. And I'm pretty sure there are still, there's still a trail of feathers going throughout <laughs> Atlanta. So, and then shout out to FieldTurf for the wonderful seats. That was a great experience. And I hope to do that again very soon. Shout outs for you, JJ.
0: Yeah. I got a shout out. I want to shout out to every Orlando city fan that made it out to, to uh-huh. Atlanta. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being out there supporting Orlando city. Uh, I feel like I the Orlando city should be saying this, but thank you for coming out. I know how much it is, I mean, and driving up there, you know, getting a hotel, getting an Airbnb or whatever. It's money that w- it comes out of our own pockets because we love this team and we support this team 100%, 110%. So thank you to all the fans that showed up, ruckus. You know, I know you guys uh, had a party out in the yellow parking lot, but let me tell you, I could find the damn yellow parking lot. <laughs> to save Apparently life. it
1: was between the state f- – State Farm Center and Mercedes Benz Stadium South. So, and it was like a full like level
0: below. So, oh, I don't know. Their parking's weird over there with their orange decks and red decks and purple decks and all kind of decks.
1: Mercedes decks and State yeah. Farm decks and and the Home
0: Depot. Twenty eight to
1: three decks.
0: So, <laughs> then uh, also um, shout out to uh, also there was somebody else that on Reddit you know, was wondering where we were going to be. I tried to get out there also, but I had no clue, you know, you guys were on Magnum street or something like that. I'm sorry. We didn't make it out (laughs) or whatever, but Hey, but thank you all for uh, coming out and supporting Orlando city. You know, this is what it's all about. You know, it's Orlando city is a family. OC Twitter, whatever. We're all family. We're all here to, to, to come together as one and, wishing orlando city the best winning a championship because when that championship comes to orlando oh we're gonna have so much fun and everything at least we don't leave it at a strip club like atlanta does
1: yeah yeah i i i was talking recently with someone about what if orlando does win a championship and the idea of Maybe getting one of my getting a tattoo, getting my first tattoo of a star with the Orlando logo
0: in it on my chest has really yeah. started to take root. So, yeah, and then every time they win one, you're gonna put a star. Yeah, star that's in the thing.
1: Part. If we get really good, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just like the <laughs> star, just gonna spang- go around
0: your whole body. <laughs> gonna I'm go just three, gonna, I'm gonna
1: look like the flag of the United <laughs> States, but <laughs> uh, we'll see. I go. would really, really like. To have to go through that pain, but we got it. We got to shape up first.
0: Yes, we do. We got to shape up. But let's start it off this Wednesday against Montreal, and hopefully we beat them guys over there. The Impact, and uh, or they're not Impact anymore, are they? They're the Club de Football de Montreal. CF
1: Montreal. And do yeah. we have another match on, on the weekend that we? Should maybe provide predictions for? Let's take a look at that. Because Oh, yeah, we do
0: have a game this, this we, on uh, Sunday or Saturday. Sunday. Philadelphia?
1: Sunday, 4 p.m. in Philadelphia. That is going to be much more interesting. What do you think?
0: Oh. oh. Eh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I, My thoughts exactly.
0: I, I, I'm at this point of just going one game at a time. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I think we'll end up losing that game. Against Philadelphia, maybe two to one or one nothing. I just uh, i it, i can't I, I can't go that far unless I see how they play because Orlando City is becoming a team that they're unpredictable. Very. They can come. They, they they can go and smoke Montreal six nothing, and then the following game and get beat by somebody else two to one or three to one. I just and then the next one face New England and beat them. You know. Uh, to me, it's just uh, Orlando City is becoming unpredictable and you can't really predict them if they're going to win or lose, really, to be honest with you. I have to predict them this week against Montreal because they're pissed off and they're mad. But against Philadelphia, they might get a high and say, hey, we won against Montreal. Let's relax a little bit. I don't know. I think it's
1: going to be 1-1. One, one. I think one, it's one to 1-1, kind of keep us deep and Get one on one in, and then kind of. Well,
0: one point on the road isn't bad. I'll, I'll give you that. If you no. can get a point on the road, take it and, and get out of there. You know, exactly. it's, the, it's the it's the home games that you need to get your three points, and the easy teams that you need to get your three points on. And then against tough teams, if you're on the road and you get that one point, take it, you get out. Right on. All right, All right Alex. Well, thank you. Everybody, sorry, it, we at least went almost 40 minutes, you know, at least. Uh, did we go 40 minutes at least?
1: I think we went between 30 and 40. So, wow. Glad to this be too- glad to be on, glad to give the fans a, l- a little taste. Um, glad they were able to kind of follow us long as we were there and hope to see everybody at the stadium on Wednesday. I will not be there. JJ, will you be there?
0: Uh, you know me. I'll be waiting for my kiss.
1: Got to get your kiss, baby. So got to get the All kiss. All right. So
0: All until right. next
1: time.
0: All right. Till next time, it's the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Vamos, Orlando.
1: No, DK, no party.
0: Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.